0: To sign up for our announcements, send a blank email to radio-announce-plus-subscribe at acblists.org. That's radio-announce-plus-subscribe at acblists.org.
1: Thank you for calling the ACB Radio and Information Line, brought to you by Xenomedia.
0: 518-906-1820. That's 518-906-1820.
1: Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff.
2: All right. Thanks, Debbie. I appreciate it. All right. Good morning, everyone. We are an hour late. I apologize. I had to go to the doctor this morning and I didn't want to just miss or cancel the call altogether. So um, Monica is our hostess with the mostest today. So she'll be helping me out with raising hands and that type of thing. And for anyone that is new or anyone out there listening on the ACB radio, I'm Haley and thank you so much for spending part of your Monday with me. And yes, these are just my opinions. <laughs> um, today, we're actually going to continue on with our series. We talked about the importance of eating greens and some other topics. And today, we're going to talk about proteins and getting enough proteins into your diet. Now, self-disclosure here, <clears throat> full disclosure here, I guess I should say, I am not a big meat eater. Um, I do eat meat. I do probably like an 80% diet so I, I do eat meat but um, my preference is is our plant-based foods so <clears throat> um, when I talk about meat um, feel free to share your experiences and we get to that <laughs> that section of the of the call today but mostly today I um, I'm going to be sharing with you some plant-based proteins, some ways to get them into your diet, the importance of proteins in your diet, and um, how much you should be getting. And, um, and I have some recipes here. So if we have time, I'll go into the recipes. If we don't have time, then please just reach out to me at blindessentials@gmail.com, at gmail.com. And then I will send you the document. If you asked for the document last week and you didn't get it, um, don't worry. It's coming. So, all right, <clears throat> let's get started. So proteins, we all think of meats and stuff when we think of proteins, like I said. But today I'm gonna, we're going to share some other um, fun ingredients for you to get into your diet. So, um, the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics, they recommend that every person um, gets a minimum of 0.8 grams of protein per every kilogram of weight, of body weight. So, for example, if you are a person who weighs about um, 165 pounds, you would want to be eating a minimum of 60 grams of protein. And if you're a person who um, is wanting to build muscle, so you're going to the gym, you're you're wanting to bulk up, you're a person who is pregnant or nursing, or you're an older person, then you may want to increase that protein even more so. So protein is um, super important in building muscle. And so if that's your goal, then... Um, maybe, you know, bumping it up a little bit from that recommended 0.8 grams. <clears throat> All right. Um, let's see where to start. So, like I said, we think of proteins and foods that are high in proteins, and we think of animal products such as meats, eggs, um, milk, milk, eggs, meat. Um, you know, are the things that we normally think of. It is a nutrient, protein is a nutrient that's made up of amino acids and our bodies actually naturally produce amino acids, 11 of them, in fact, but there's nine other amino acids that we um, can only get through the food that we eat. Our bodies don't naturally produce them. So um, that's where the protein such as meats, eggs um, I say meats, eggs, milk, and some of the plant proteins that I'm going to share with you. Sorry, my brain feels a little a little frazzled this morning. Um, Thus, my doctor's appointment. So, um, and some of the proteins that we're going to talk about are complete proteins, meaning that they can they have all nine amino acids that we need to get from our food, and some are incomplete amino acids. So, animal products are con- considered complete proteins and they do contain all nine of those amino acids that we need to get from our food intake. Um, Not all of the plant proteins are gonna be complete, but we'll go through those. So let's get get into those. And then what we'll do at the, I'll go, I think what I'm gonna do is go through those, the 15 top um, plant-based proteins, and then um, we will open it up for questions Um, at the end so when we get to that point I'll have Monica just run down with you guys how to how to do that and I'd love to hear your experiences I know we have a couple people on here who actually eat vegan so I'd be interested in hearing like which of these proteins you really like and that doesn't mean I don't want to hear from you if you love a good old steak because I from time to time love a good old steak too but let's go so, the first thing is I want you to guys know is that soybeans and quinoa are two of the plant-based proteins that are complete proteins, meaning they have all nine of those amino acids um, in them. <clears throat> so, just off the bat, um, so let's talk about tofu and edamame and tempeh since we talked about soy products being a complete protein. Um I don't know if any of you have tried tempeh. I have, and I'll tell you a little bit about what it is, um, and I'll share the recipe that I have here. But um, if you, at the end, if you've tried tempeh, I'd love to hear your experience. So soy is a plant-based protein, like I said, and these three that I just listed, the um, edamame, the tempeh, and tofu, they are um, three of the richest sources of protein in the plant-based variety. Um, The protein level or protein the grams um, will vary depending on how it is actually prepared but I'm going to give you a little breakdown of each of these that we go through of how many grams per like half a cup or a cup or whatever I've written down here so so firm tofu has um, 10 grams of protein per half a cup um, the edamame, which are soybeans, I love edamame. Mm, so good. Um, they're immature, immature soybeans. They contain, um, let me see here, eight point five grams per half a cup, and tempeh is about fifteen grams per one half cup. So um, tempeh is a savory cake that's made from soybeans that has been fermented. Um, Maybe you know about the benefits of fermented food being good for digestion. Well, tempeh is one of them because it is actually the soybeans have been fermented. Because of that, it does have a little bit of a pungent, for lack of a better word, (laughs) um, taste to it that is probably an acquired taste. So I'm going to give it another try. Um, it has a meaty texture to it, so it's often used by people for um, as a meat substitute. And the recipe that I have here is for a, um, um, a sandwich that you use the tempeh slices inside of it, so thus being the meat substitute. Um, <clears throat> you can cook it any way that you would cook meat, so like grilling it, baking it, um, trying to think, you know. I mean, I I tried it grilled, but I have a recipe here that I'm going to try it baked. So Um, so the recipe that I have here, and like I said, I'm not going to go through each ingredient in the recipe and how to make it. You can reach out to me for that. But I just wanted to show you the variety of ways that you can use these different plant proteins in recipes. So um, the recipe I have here is for buffalo strip sandwich. And so, um, you know, you're going to be using Frank's Red Hot Sauce and that type of thing and then building it like you would build a hamburger. So bear with me as I scroll down my list here past um, the actual recipe so that we're not wasting time that way. But the key to tempeh, from what I understand, and like I said, maybe that's what I did wrong, is cutting it into really thin strips, not just a big old chunk of it. And a recipe that I have for um, a breakfast scramble, which is eggs and tempeh, um, they recommend cutting it into really, really small pieces, like you would find if you'd crumbled sausage in your breakfast scramble. And just, you know, starting off that way. So that, um, you know, you can get used to that, (laughs) that that flavor. Um, All right. So let's talk a little bit about tofu. I love tofu because it really takes on the flavor of whatever you're cooking it with. So if you marinate it, it'll take on that flavor. If you're sauteing it and cooking it with other foods, it'll take on that flavor. If you're using a sauce, it's very neutral and it's, um, you know, and it's flavoring. <clears throat> excuse me um it can be used in so many different ways and um, it's another great meat substitute a lot of times if you want to get that meaty texture though you have to um, drain it it usually comes with like some liquid in the container and you'll want to drain it and then press it meaning that you um I put like some paper towels on the plate and I put the tofu on top the big cube of tofu. And then I, um, set something really heavy on top of it for a while. So it sort of condenses it and gets all that water content out. <clears throat> um, and it gives it more of that meaty texture. Um, if you're not looking to use it for that meatier texture, then you can certainly use it in smoothies. Um, you know, I love to use it in soups, but again, then I, I more like cube it. So I get that meatier texture in my, in my, um, my soups. Um, Tofu is also a great source of calcium and iron, which is really good. We need that as well. So those are just sort of some stuff on edamame. If you've never had edamames, um, like so they're the immature soybeans. I love them. They're great in salads. Um, You can often buy them in the frozen food section Um, and they come in either a big long pod and you have to open that up and get the little edamames out or a lot of times you can buy them that are already shelled. That's how I like to buy them. And then you can just, um, it's kind of in a steamer bag. You can just pop them in the microwave and then either have them just as a snack, just, you know, sprinkle some seasonings on them and have them as a snack. Um, But I also like to sprinkle them onto my salads for that additional source of, of protein. The next thing we're going to talk about is one of my favorite things, and I love them, is lentils. Um, so, what is a lentil? A lentil is—it's pretty small. It looks like um, like a split pea. It's a really small, and they come in red and green versions. Um, and they contain um, also fiber and iron, potassium. So they're good for us besides the protein that they provide for us, but um, not. One half cup of cooked lentils provides us with nine grams of protein. So like I said, if you're that 165 pound person and you're needing to get your 60 grams, um, you're well on your way with the products that, you know, the um, foods that we've already talked about. And lentils are great um, for stews and curries um, in a salad again, or, or just, you know, served over rice. Usually I cook mine with some kind of sauce. So then I just have it over rice and it's really good. So lentils is another option. And the recipe I have here to share with you. So if you're wanting to try some of these is uh, um, red lentil coconut and quinoa soup. I haven't made this, actually. um, So I'm going to probably make it this coming up week. I'll let you know how it turns out. But I'd be happy to share that recipe. So like I said, bear with me again. There's a lot. And then, like I said, the hour goes quick. So I'm just going to sort of go through what these 15 plant based proteins are, and um, and then we can open it up and, and talk about some of them more specifically. Um, chickpeas, I, oh, chickpeas is a great, great source of protein, so easily available. Um, they're also known as garbanzo beans, and they're pretty versatile as well as, as you know, how you can use them. Um, usually I buy mine in the can. I try to look for ones that are BPA free, the cans and have, you know, not much sodium. Cause that's one of the things you want to be careful for when you're buying your canned um, plant protein sources is just making sure that the sodium is not too high. And I always rinse mine. The thing with the garbanzo beans or chickpeas is the liquid inside. I know it's got a name, aquafava. I think is what it is. If someone out there knows better, and I said it wrong. Um, but a lot of times when I make a recipe um, and I'm more liquid, I will save that aquafava that's um, in the can. So chickpeas have about seven grams of proteins per half a cup. So pretty, pretty good. They can be eaten hot or cold. They can be used in like curries or stews. Um, I like to roast mine in the oven. I didn't include this recipe, but I can before I send the document out. I like to roast mine in the oven, dry, like drain them, dry them as best I can and roast them in the oven for about 30 minutes. And then um, and then I take them out and I sprinkle them with seasoning and then I put them back in and they get all crispy and good. And I like to use them as a substitute for croutons. Um on my salads, but they're also great just as a, as a good snack when my family's eating Burger King in the car and I don't want to eat that. So um, then I will just take a little bag of chickpeas and apple or something. (laughs) Um, Let me see. Um, Like I said, yeah, I love them on my salads. Um, And my favorite way to eat um, uh, chickpeas or garbanzo beans is in the hummus. So, I have a really good recipe here for a super smoky hummus. So, you use liquid smoke um, with your hummus and some other ingredients, some tahini, which is a sesame paste, and um, just blend it all up. And it's great for dipping your vegetables into. You can use hummus um, on your sandwich instead of like mayonnaise, which is usually high in fat. And if you're avoiding dairy, It's a really great spread for a sandwich. Um, Sometimes like I'll do toast with some hummus spread on it and some slices of avocado and some sprouts that we were talking about before the call started. So those um, chickpeas are super, super versatile. And I hope that you'll try this um, hummus recipe. It's one of my favorites that I've ever had. Um, Okay, the fifth source of protein that we're going to talk about is peanuts. And while I do realize that there are people out there who have nut allergies, so I am not speaking to you. Please don't eat your nuts um, just because I'm telling you that they're a good source of protein. You know what you can and can't eat. But peanuts are very um, protein rich and great for heart health. They are 20, listen, I'm going to say that again, 20 grams of protein for half a cup that's huge. If you're only needing to get 60 for the day, and usually if I'm going to have nuts as a snack, I might do a quarter of a cup. That's 10 grams of your um, daily needed protein for, you know, just in one little snack. Um, So, peanut butter is one of my favorite ways to eat peanuts. Um, And peanut butter is 3.6 grams. Let me make sure I said that right. Yeah. 3.6 grams per one tablespoon. So it can be, you know, on your toast in the morning. It can be slicing up an apple and dipping your apple. Now be careful with peanut butter when you're buying it because there's hydrogenated fats in there, right? So while I'm talking about peanuts being great for heart health, I'm not talking about the kind of peanut butter that is made with all of that hydrogenated fat that's going to clog your arteries there's a difference so look for a natural peanut butter or if you have a vitamix making your own nut butters is really easy to do in your vitamix and with peanuts because they contain so much healthy oil and healthy fats you actually don't even have to add any oil to them um, so um, i also like to put peanuts just sprinkle them over the top of if i'm doing like a noodle and vegetable stir fry um, just sprinkling some kind of nuts peanuts cashews or something you know over the top so it's another way to to get your peanuts in for the day Um, almonds are another great source of protein and they have 16.5 so a little bit less than peanuts 16.5 grams per half a cup versus the peanuts have the 20 grams but um, they're also like a great source of vitamin e almonds are which is great for our skin and our eyes I mean, for me, I'm way too far when it comes to eyes, too far gone, but (laughs) um, I thought about that when I was, you know, writing up my document. Is that a joke that would be okay to tell on the ACB community call that, you know, almonds have vitamin E and they're good for our eyes. But um, anyway, (laughs) that's as far as I'm willing to go with it. Come back next week. (laughs) Oh, I love being with you guys. Um... I love almonds. I love to make my own almond milk, but um, almonds are a great snack just with some fruit or you can make up your own trail mix. That's the recipe I have here is for um, a fruit and nut trail mix to get those almonds in. And I like to buy mine um, unsalted raw because a lot of times when they've been cooked, um, They've also added extra oils and different stuff to it. So I always try to buy my almonds just a raw unsalted and then I can season them myself and I have control over how much salt or seasoning or spice or whatever that I'm I'm adding if I'm making a trail mix or just a snack mix or something. Okay, so this might be one that maybe isn't so familiar. So we've all heard of lentils and tofu and Nuts and different things, but spirulina is another great source of protein. And spirulina is a blue-green algae, and it's actually um, pretty high. It's um it's eight grams per every two tablespoons, so it's a you know pretty a pretty high source of protein for us. It's also rich in nutrients um, such as iron and B vitamins and manganese. And often spirulina can be bought as a powder or a supplement. Now, um, and you can just add it to water or smoothie or, you know, fruit juices. And some people even like to sprinkle it over um, like their salad. Or if you were making your own roasted nutmegs, you could sprinkle some spirulina over the top. Now, how I like to incorporate spirulina into my diet is... um, there's a company out there, and I don't get any proceeds for saying this, right, but um, I have gotten to know the lady that owns the company. There's a company out there called Eight Greens, the number eight and then the word greens, and she sells... Um, they're like a Alka-Seltzer kind of tablet They're and they come in a little vial with, I don't know, eight or 10 in there. And you just put those into either cold water or you can put them into warm water, which is how I like to drink them like a tea. And that contains a lot of greens and um, a lot of, Um, like wheatgrass and broccoli and spinach and different things. But spirulina is one of the things that's in there. And if you're not into like hot drinks or doing it as a tea, she just recently came out with gummies. They're about the size of a quarter around, but they're pretty thick. Um, And two of those a day gives you the nutrients and vitamins that you need from like greens and like said spirulina and that type of thing for, for the day. And they have an apple taste to them. So if you're not ready to just run out to the store and grab some blue-green algae spirulina and sprinkle it onto your salad, looking into these eight greens um, might be a good um, alternative. Okay, quinoa. Mm, quinoa. Q-U, right? But it's quinoa. Um, is a very, 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 very tiny grain. Um and I always like to rinse it before I use it because it has sort of a, um, a bitterness to it. I always like to rinse any grains that I use, any rice or anything. I like to rinse it to get some of that starch off. Um, and quinoa does, I, I like to do it because it, takes away some of that bitterness that's associated with quinoa quinoa is a complete grain meaning complete protein source meaning that it has those nine amino acids in it that our body can't make naturally so it's a fantastic source of protein Um, cooked quinoa has eight grams of protein per cup but again it's a complete protein so that's a great source um, it's also rich in magnesium, um, iron, fiber, and manganese. And it's super, super versatile. So um, it can be used in place of pasta. It can be used in salads and soups and stews um, as a main course or, you know, as a side dish and even as a breakfast. So I recently made quinoa using... Um, milkadamia milk instead of water for my liquid. And I cooked it in the pan. I have a recipe here for the basic cooking instructions for quinoa um, and then some different ways to use it. But I recently made it with milk, with the milkadamia milk um, for my liquid instead of water. And um, once it was cooked, I stirred in a tablespoon of maple syrup and um, dished it up in my bowl and topped it with some fruit and with some slivered almonds. And you guys, it was so, it was so good. I didn't know quinoa could like taste so good you know, as a breakfast item. Um, but I also, there's a co-op here close to my house that I like to buy their salads sometimes. And they do a salad that's like mixed greens and it has some black beans in it. And they put like some quinoa in there. And then this really yummy, like turmeric dressing. So, um, You know, I just made up a big batch of, I make up a big batch of quinoa every Sunday and I use it throughout the week. So it's super, super versatile. And um, I hope that you'll look at this recipe and give it a try, but definitely try it as, as um, as a cereal because it can be savory. If you, you know, you can put lemon juice in it and some cumin and some different spices like that while you're cooking it. And it definitely is more of a savory dish But um, by adding that milk and that little bit of maple syrup, um, it's, you know, can be eaten that way. And you can eat it cold or or hot. So whatever your preference is and whatever way you're using it will determine that. Okay. The next thing is chia seeds. (coughs) Excuse me. Um, Again, very, 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 very tiny. Um, They are also a complete protein. Which is good, and they can be used in a variety of ways. They can be used in um, in your smoothies. You can use them to make puddings. You can um, like put them in yogurt, sprinkle them over the top of your yogurt. I haven't tried using them um, just like sprinkled over salads and stuff. I do that more with hemp seeds, which we'll talk about next. But um, the chia seeds, I I tend to use them in in my um, smoothies and in my overnight oats recipe. Now they, they get kind of when they're combined with liquid. So whether you're combining it with a milk, you know, dairy or non-dairy yogurt, or whether you're combining it with water or some other juice in your smoothie. Um, when they, the longer they sit, the thicker that mixture will become. They sort of like gelatinize. Is that a word, gelatinize? I've just made it a word if it's not...
0: I is think it a word? It is. I
2: think it's a word. <laughs> okay. All right. If Monica says it's a word, it's no, no. a word. No, no. This is Monica's dictionary. <laughs> so,
0: but it does. Have you ever tried them, Monica? Like chia seeds? I've tried them. Um, I tried to make them in a pudding. Yeah. And and you're right. It does get very thick. It does Um, get thick. And if you put it in a smoothie, you have to drink it fast because it'll get thick. Right. right. It gets thick
2: quick, right? Mm. So what I like to do, if I'm gonna use it to make a pudding, a lot of recipes will say just to stir it into your milk or whatever you know you're making your pudding with. I actually like to blend it in my Vitamix and then put it into my mason jar and then put it into the fridge because I don't like that sort of fish egg. Gelatiny kind of—I don't like that texture <laughs> in my mouth. I'm very much a texture person when it comes to the food I like and don't like. And um, so I take the chia seeds with my my milk and my fruit or whatever I'm using, and I blend it in my Vitamix first, and then I pour it into my mason jar um, just so it's a more smoother consistency. But um, they're very low in calories. They're very high in fiber, and they're great for the heart. And there's Two grams of protein for one tablespoon. And that's about what I put into my overnight oats um, is about that one tablespoon. I don't want to put too much more than that because I don't want to wake up to it being too thick. Um, and that's what I have here to share with you is the overnight oats recipe which actually i I have multiple sources of protein in my overnight oats so I've got the two grams of protein coming from my chia seeds that I put in there um, I've got some Greek yogurt sometimes I put coconut yogurt just depending on where I'm at with my my diet um, and I always put a scoop of protein powder actually in and sometimes even a even a tablespoon of um, peanut butter powder so my breakfast i want my first meal of the day to be like a really high source of protein for me because usually i'm eating it right after i worked out and um i'm not i'm no arnold schwarzenegger i'm not even attempting <laughs> to get there <laughs> are you chuckling at me my friend
0: <laughs> that wasn't me <laughs>
2: But um, I love to, um, I love an overnight oats for breakfast with that high source of protein. And they're so good because you can top them with all sorts of yummy coconut and cacao nibs or chocolate chips and all sorts of stuff. So um, you can have a pretty full bowl of overnight oats if you um, add in all the, the protein sources that I add in. So hemp seeds are the other one, or hemp hearts um, is how I usually buy mine. And these I do like too. You can use them the same way that you use chia seeds. And again, these are a, a complete protein as well. And you can use them in the same way that you use your chia seeds. But I mostly like to sprinkle mine over my salads um, just for that little extra protein and that crunch because I'm a I like crunch. I don't like like my food to have all one texture so I'll make a nice big green salad and then I'll um, sprinkle some hemp seeds pumpkin seeds or something like that over the top they're a little bit higher in protein than even the chia seeds they're five grams of protein for one tablespoon so um, if you're a person that counts your protein um, then you know knowing the exact amounts um, is important Um, Beans and rice. So this was interesting for me to find out. I've always known that beans were a good source of protein. Um, Beans are not a complete source of protein, meaning they don't contain all nine of those amino acids. But when you combine it with rice, it does. (laughs) <laughs> um if you know different than me when it's time to unmute please stay. because this was an interesting fact to me that if um you know rice must c- contain some kind of amino acid that just bumps that those beans up so that we then get those nine amino acids um they are about combined together they're about seven grams of protein per cup So, um, and again, like that beans and rice together could be a side dish. It could be, um, you know, um, like, okay, here's a recipe or here's an example of not a side dish, a main dish. Um, You can mix your beans and your rice and some hummus and spread it onto a nice slice of Ezekiel bread and top it with some sprouts. And I mean, that's a power packed, nutrient packed, um, protein rich Um, lunch. Okay. And potatoes did not know this. I've stayed away from potatoes because they're so high in carbs, but I was, I will now enjoy a nice baked potato for lunch tomorrow because I now know that potatoes are um, a good source of protein. So one large baked potato is um, eight eight, eight grams of protein. Um, again, their um, potatoes or have other nutrients, you know, in them, like they're high in vitamin, vitamin C, they're high in potassium. So lots of reasons to eat them. Um, and here's where you could take combining a couple of these, these ingredients. So you could take some hummus and put some hummus that you've made, um, onto your baked potato instead of your, your butter. If you're trying to cut back there on fats and, or if you're, if you're dairy free or whatever, and you don't use butter or sour cream, trying to cut back on sour cream, you could use hummus um, on your baked potato. Okay. We're getting there guys. Um, The number 13 um, are protein rich vegetables. Yep. I know we always think of meats as protein. So how, if meats are protein, how can a vegetable be protein? Um, it's definitely not going to meet your. You're not going to meet your protein requirements for the day if all you're eating are these. You definitely, it, when you're plant based or vegan, you definitely want to have variety in your diet, um, in order to get all of the amino acids and all of the proteins that our bodies need. But um, here's just an example of some, um, it's mostly dark leafy greens, which we talked about the importance of them a couple weeks ago when we did a greens call. Um, But um, like I said, eaten alone, they're not going to give you everything you need. So you want to combine things. So if you're going to have a big bowl of the greens that do have some protein in them, combining them with your tofu or combining them with your chickpeas or something like that is going to... Really get you what you need. So one medium stalk of celery, four grams of protein. Yeah, put some peanut butter on that stalk of celery, and you're you're on your way. Um, kale is two grams of protein per cup. So again, if you're looking to reach sixty grams, you're not going to reach it by. I mean, that's a lot of kale, right? two grams per one cup. (laughs) That's a lot of kale. So, eating alone, you're definitely not going to reach the minimum level of proteins that they recommend eating each day. Um, Mushrooms, if you're a mushroom lover like I am, five medium mushrooms has three grams of protein. And I could eat mushrooms with every meal or I could just eat a plate of mushrooms, which totally disgusts my family. Um, but like I said, combining them with either a quinoa or combining them with your chickpeas and that or something like that is going to be um, your best bet. Okay, um, Ezekiel bread. So I just talked about combining your hummus with your beans and your rice and some of your sprouts and putting it on your Ezekiel bread. Um, Nigel, I know you're a big supporter of um, eating Ezekiel bread, so I'd be interested to hear your opinions when we get to that. Um ezekiel bread is um it's so good you guys it's it's usually found in the freezer department because it's not processed um so if you go to your and not every store probably will have it i get mine at the co-op but um again it's in the freezer section but it's made with um barley wheat lentils millet and spelt So it's got lots of um lots of good stuff in there. It's a nutrient-dense alternative to to bread. So, if you're a person that loves sandwiches or you love toast, um, I would say try some Ezekiel bread. And listen to this, you guys. Ezekiel bread, four grams of protein per slice. So, if you do what we talked about up above, and I'm not a math person, so I'm not even going there. But if you take your two slices of Ezekiel bread, so now you're up to eight. Grams of protein already. You put your hummus on there. You put your rice and beans on there. Um, I mean, you're you're you know you're adding up those proteins um, quickly. And I, uh, you know, or like for me in the morning, if I'm rushed and I'm not having time to to do something with um, scrambled egg or scrambled tofu. Tofu scramble is great, by the way. If if you um, are egg free, but you you know you like that sort of texture and that that hot meal for breakfast um, that's great but I like to take my Ezekiel bread and toast it and then I put my almond butter on top and sometimes a banana on top of that Um, so again you're stacking we're stacking here a lot of these recipes are stacking so you're taking your Ezekiel bread and adding your peanut butter or your almond butter um, on top or your hummus whatever your fancy is Okay and then one that I'm not very familiar with um, not at all familiar with if I'm honest with you is seton let me tell you guys how to spell that maybe you don't even know what it is so it's s e i t a n seton and i didn't know what that was but as i've been looking you know for information sorry on this for this call um, i i found like recipes that actually look really good so um, it's one of those things that I'll, I'll be trying tempeh again and i might be trying this seton um, so it's a complete protein Cetum is a complete protein. It's actually the highest, richest of all the ones that we've talked about today. Um, But um, it is made from mixing wheat gluten with spices. So if you're a person that has um, a gluten intolerance or you have celiac disease, Cetum is not going to be for you. Um, It's a great protein rich meat substitute. And 22 grams for every three-quarter cups. That's huge. Like that's a lot. You're like a third of the way there, over a third of the way there, um, if you're if you're looking to reach that 60 grams. Um, it's the it's a wheat minus the starch, and it has, like I said, it has a meaty texture that you can replace turkey or bacon in your recipes with seitan um again it's the most protein rich um in this list and it even beats most meats as far as the protein content um so but and it's not an it's not a complete protein but if you combine it with soy sauce which has amino acids in it i think it's lysine um that's from my memory i think it's the Amino acid lysine that soy sauce contains. If you combine the seitan with soy sauce, then those two together actually make a complete, um, a complete protein. So, um, I mean, I've heard and when I was looking, you know, for looking up stuff for this this call today, I saw people use seitan to make like seitan steaks. And if you're a meat person and you got on this call today to talk about um, a big old New York strip or, or like a meaty hamburger, um, Seton probably doesn't appeal to you. <laughs> um, but if you're a person that, um, you know, is looking for some plant alternatives, then it, um, if you give it a try, let me know. So um, I think those are the 15 that um, I wanted to go over with you guys. And um, just, you know, really be careful when you're, when you're buying some of these products. Um, You know, we often are tricked or confused by manufacturers. You know, we, we say, oh, great, this is a healthy product, but we need to really be reading labels too, because a lot of times when, um, you know, something is, I hate to say if something's healthy, um, to add flavor, they add nasty stuff or toxic stuff or or processed stuff that's not always the case by any means but definitely being aware of your of your labels because additional sugar and sodium and those types of things can be added um, in so the last thing before I open it up you know for questions is um, I I do suggest or I do use in my daily life protein powder Um, sometimes I find it difficult to get all of those just The protein that I need for a day, despite all of these wonderful options and how high some of them are in protein, um, like I said, a lot of times I stack too. So if I make my overnight oats, for example, it's got the Greek yogurt in it, which gives me some protein because it's milk based. Um, It also gives me great probiotics and things as well. And and I add in there the chia seeds, which are protein, and I might add a, a tablespoon of peanut butter powder or something like that. But I also love to put a scoop of um, protein powder into my overnight oats. And so I've been experimenting with protein powders because I'm also trying to figure out how I can get more into my 15-year-old son. And um, so I'm finding lots of really great recipes for using protein powder, like brownie cookies and you're using your chocolate protein powder um, in the mix, or um, like I made McGriddles. So if you don't know what a McGriddle is, it's from McDonald's and it's a pancake, um, two pancakes, and sandwiched in between that pancake is a sausage patty and a slice of cheese and it's drizzled with syrup. Okay, I'm now using my vanilla protein powder to make my pancakes for my McGriddles, Um, so that I'm getting more protein because like I said, I like to have most of my protein, um, earlier on in the day. And then, um, that's one way for me to get that in. So don't, but be careful when you're buying protein powders, because especially if it's a, if it's a, um, a flavored protein powder like the chocolate or the vanilla, a lot of times there's there's lots of additional um, sugar added in for that flavor. So, just know what you're buying. Um, you know, I buy mine from the same company that I buy my essential oils from and I'm really happy with where it's sourced and how it's made. And they offer vanilla protein, chocolate protein, and also a vanilla pea protein. So, if you're really, you know, you're not wanting, um, you're wanting a vegan protein a pea protein is a great source for that so
0: how are we doing for time monica okay you have about 17 minutes left perfect okay and so let me tell you um how to raise your hands it is Alt y on your pc options y on your mac if you're using a phone with a keypad it is star nine if you're using a regular app it's in the right-hand corner under the Morse section. And to unmute, unmute your phone, it's Alt-A on your computer, Command-Shift-A on your Mac, Star-6 Nine, uh, Star six on your phone with the keypad, and in the lower left-hand corner of your app. And we do have Carol. Feel free to unmute. Carol? <clears throat> let's see. Carol, let's see. Remember,
2: if you've tried tempeh or you've tried seitan, I, I, I really want to hear your experiences,
0: so get those hands up. Let's see. All right. Uh, okay, this is not... I sent an ask to unmute. Okay. If not, Carol, we can always come can back to you. Let's yeah. go to Connie. Connie, can you unmute? Hi, Haley. Hi, Monica. Hi. Hello. Hello.
3: So, you know by now that cooking is not my favorite pastime, <laughs> And I don't like anything about it. I don't like the prep. I don't like cooking. I just don't like it. So, here's what I do. For breakfast, sometimes I have cereal and I get those sliced almonds.
2: Uh-huh.
3: So, I, I sprinkle some sliced almonds on the cereal and then I sprinkle and then I get some fresh blueberries uh-huh. put on top of there. Okay. Yeah. Um, for tofu, what I've done in the past is I've bought the packaged kind that comes already cooked from mm-hmm. the co-op. Oh, or yeah, Whole I like those. Or place like that. Mm-hmm, and they come in tofu. Different, yeah, yeah, exactly. And they come in different flavors like garlic or teriyaki. Yeah, yes. And what I do is I, I slice them up into cubes and I put them on the salad or in the yeah, salad.
2: Yes, I um, love
3: that. You can and, also buy fried tofu that's like crispy. That's already cooked, too. Mm -hmm. That sounds good. And then I've used quinoa in place of rice. So I cook it in a rice cooker with chicken broth, but you can also cook it with uh, vegetable broth. Mm -hmm. And um, then um, you can get mixed nuts from Costco. Of course, it's already cooked, but you can get them unsalted. Yeah, and um, that makes a nice snack. I figure I don't eat that many nuts at a time for a snack. So I, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's okay.
2: Oh, that's great. I mean, you got the antioxidants of the blueberries that when you're talking about that and you've got your your protein, the stuff from your quinoa, quinoa is great. That's what I love about it is so versatile because it can be in a soup. It can be savory if you cook it with that broth or it can be more neutral if you cook it with water, or it can be more sweet if you cook it with milk. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're a cereal person and you're looking to get more protein, I actually really like, um, and if you're talking about Costco, I really like a brand of cereal that I get from Costco called Pure Protein. And it's like these little grains, little flakes, they're about the size of a... I don't know, maybe a dime or a little bit bigger than that. They're just, they look like little bowls is what they look like. And it's got um, strawberries in there and it's got sliced almonds in there. And then I just use like a cup of that and a cup of milkadamia or a cup of almond milk. And it's delicious. And it's 20 grams of protein, I think, per cup or per mm-hmm. serving.
3: Mm-hmm. I'm, and I'm dairy sensitive. So I get almond milk instead yeah. of regular milk.
2: Yeah. So you're getting those almonds that way too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good job. Awesome. Keep it
3: up. Uh, yeah so what do you do when you're with people who have to have meat uh, you're trying to eat less meat and they have to
2: <laughs> no my well my family eats meat my they're big meat um lovers um like last night you know they had carne asada for dinner. Um, I still, you know, when they had rice, I still had the rice, but I made my own topping from my rice instead of the carne asada. I always have, um, black bean burgers in my freezer so that when they have a burger, I'm still having a burger with them, but I'm getting the protein from the black bean burger. And, um, you know, I'm sticking to my plant-based if that's where I'm at that day. So I think just finding alternatives, you know,
3: what kind of rice do you eat?
2: I, Eat well, here's my truth. So I know that brown rice is better for me, but I've always had a really hard time getting brown rice to turn out. Um because it requires different cooking than like a white rice, mm-hmm. but white you rice is
3: longer, right?
2: And white rice is not as good for you because it's processed. That's why it's white. Um, but I learned yesterday and on a, a YouTube video that I was watching, um, that if you take your Instapot, if anyone has an Instapot and you do two cups of brown rice, two and a half cups of water Um, A little drizzle of olive oil or avocado oil and a pinch of salt and you, and you bring it up to pressure and you let it cook for 24 minutes and then just let it naturally release on its own. I made brown rice last night and it was, it was delicious. I actually prefer the flavor, but I just never have been able to get it to turn out. So what I use right now, so brown rice and quinoa are going to be my, my, my rices.
3: And rice awesome. and beans go really well
2: mm-hmm. together, too.
0: Yeah. 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 We do have some other questions, so, okay? for okay. You. Thanks, Thank you. Connie. I appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, Connie. Thanks. Okay, next we have Restoria. Hey, Ristoria. Feel free to unmute. Thanks for being hey, here. Hey,
1: Haley. Hi. I have two questions.
2: Yes. I may have um, some answers. I may not.
1: Uh, you have to watch Protein
0: because it will... Um, Change the molecules if you eat it. Okay. okay. So
2: here, so here's my truth: is I used to I ate raw vegan for four years, mm-hmm. and cooking any foods right can change the nutritional value uh, of them. I mean, there's so many different there's so many different avenues that we could take here. Like you know, Nigel had talked about before the importance of um, soaking nuts and how it brings out the enzymes, and and like you're saying cooking certain foods can change the nutritional makeup or the the you know the content of what they you know how they process in our bodies so okay that's good to know okay um, and it can time.
0: only Oops. process so many proteins at one meal
2: right so Yeah, you I've have
0: been- to be careful
2: how many you eat at one meal Okay, that's good to know. I've never had a problem, but maybe I'm not eating enough at that meal then. (laughs) But I will definitely look into that more.
0: It it turns into what? Fat or it's bad for
3: Something like that. Somebody else may be able to.
2: Yeah, I'll look it up too and see if I can find something on that.
1: Okay. And and pumpkin seeds are really high in (laughs) proteins.
2: Yeah, yeah, and zinc too. They're really good. I love pumpkin seeds. All right. Perfect. Thanks for Thank being here. So I appreciate much. it.
0: Uh, next, we have Celeste. Hey, We're Celeste. You. Hi. Thanks for a great presentation. Thank you.
4: Um, I just wanted to share that I've actually had, and I pronounce it, Satan. Okay. Is I've it had, good? I've had that, and I've had tempeh, and I've enjoyed both of them.
2: Okay. I must not have prepared the tempeh. I mean, like I said, I must not have... Maybe I didn't add enough sauce or seasoning or something when I tried the tempeh before, or maybe I just didn't cut it th- thin enough. I tried
4: it... both as more like an Asian meal. Okay, so the sauces probably carried the day,
2: right? Okay, well, I'm going to look up some more recipes for both of these things and um, try and include them in this document, so that if people aren't like me, are wanting to try them. Because they are great, both of them are great sources of protein and other nutrients. So, um, all right, we'll have to talk more about
4: and and the way I had had it. Neither was cut thin. Okay. So um, the seitan was prepared more like a General Tau's chicken. It was. Uh-huh. So it was, you know, more uh-huh. like a ball or a. Cutie. Okay. Anyway, I wonder,
2: if, I wonder if I it's because, you know, the tempeh is fermented, so it had sort of that pungent taste to it. But does the seitan or whatever, does it have like that? Because it's not fermented, so it probably doesn't have that same kind of pungent. Um, mm-hmm. Pungent sounds like such a bad word, but it probably doesn't have that same, you know, they say use it for a substitute for turkey or bacon. I love bacon. So if if I can find something that tastes like bacon, but it's better for me, I'd be willing to try it. Seitan, as
4: I said, was more like a general Charles. Okay. kind of okay i mean chicken turkey right right yeah
2: okay i'm gonna look up some more recipes because i'm determined i'm gonna try it so you you've you've convinced me thank you
4: (laughs) thanks for being here celeste and thanks for this it was great yeah
2: thank you you're welcome any more monica yes there's carol i'll try carol lisa if you've tried any of these things oh hi carol
5: how are you (laughs) My voiceover was off. So when I tried the commands, the key did not work. Carol, <laughs> you're vegan, right? I am vegan. I've been vegan yes. for 16 years. Yeah. Okay. I, I have a lot to say, but I won't overwhelm you. So no, no. tempeh, just because you're just talking about it. I was macrobiotic for a while. And so um, there's a special way you need to like pre-cook tempeh to then cook your recipe. So okay. you just take whatever portion you were using and you put it in just a pot with some a little bit of water like uh-huh. about a half cup of water and then um or I usually use tamari not soy okay. sauce but tamari uh-huh. yeah you just put like a tablespoon or something in that and then you just uh boil it for like yeah like on a slow boil for or low boil rather for like like 10 or 15 minutes and then it'll go in any recipe and you in the taste one. okay be, can
2: you can you reach end? out to me? At blind essentials, okay, because yeah. I, well, you know, know, eating raw vegan and ra- eating mm-hmm. vegan are completely mm-hmm. different. So they are very like different. I felt yeah. like I was a pretty confident, pretty you know, competent like yeah. raw vegan. But I this whole like now wanting to eat vegan while I'm eating cooked food is a is a new thing for me. So while many sure. of these items are familiar to me, like the tempeh and the seitan or however you say it, it's not
5: satan.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. satan. Okay,
5: and yeah. yeah, satans good it yeah a lot of rest a lot of vegan restaurants will make like um yeah steak like okay. ribs or and yeah it's just, it is really good and the texture is pretty good all right but, um i wanted to say like be really careful with tofu though um and tempeh just make sure it's organic because otherwise you have the genetically modified right, to deal with right. if it's not organic then it's definitely genetically modified and so gotcha. like, you to be careful with that um and peanuts um, there's only one peanut in the world that has no fungi, and that is Valencia peanuts. Mm. And they do make, Trader Joe's has, um, just to lower, you know, people's allergic reactions. Okay.
2: Good to know. Um,
5: yeah. Trader Joe's has a Valencia. I think they're like the only one I can find with okay. the Valencia. Well, I'd peanuts. love
2: to hear from you so that you and I can yeah. talk, you know,
5: and share sure.
2: ideas and recipes. And I'm glad you're here. Thank you. Sure.
0: And Thanks hey, for sharing that. Three minutes left and two hands. Okay, let's quickly, let's do well, it. Okay, if you're the two people, we got to okay, keep it short. Nella, feel free to unmute. <coughs> let's see. And if you
2: have a question and you and you don't get, we don't get to you or for whatever reason, please feel free to reach out to me and we can connect that way as well.
5: Okay. Hey, I'm this up. is um Am I unmuted? Yes, Yes. you are. Okay, sorry. Um, um, This is Nella, and it's been several years ago, but I've had both a tempeh and a seitan, and I didn't really care for the taste of the tempeh, and the texture of the seitan has always bothered me. So I just... Stop using that. Okay, hey, everyone, that's your
2: challenge for the that's your challenge for the week, for the next two weeks, because when we do our next nutrition call, we're gonna talk about this. So if you in the next two weeks try either of these things, your job is to come back and report whether you liked them or didn't and how you had them prepared.
5: <laughs> and that could be, I, I don't, honestly, I don't think I've ever prepared either one myself. I've had friends okay. that did it and I've gotten it at restaurants, but it was really just the texture thing with the, okay. the I The taste was okay, but I, there are foods I just will not eat because of the texture.
2: It's good to know, Nella, because I'm the same way. So I appreciate you sharing that.
3: <laughs> okay, thank you. Thank you. Okay. And we
2: have Lisa. Lisa, enlighten us. Come on. <laughs> Kelly,
1: uh, I used to be like 95% meat eater years ago. And now, okay. I'm, now I'm like 95% plant eater. I'm working on uh, being more and more. Sorry. Uh and tempeh don't really like it. Satan is kind of like nutty, and I haven't found a way, but there was a restaurant, if anybody's in New Jersey and Bergen County in Teaneck, a place called Veggie Heaven. Oh, my God. They can make tempeh really okay, well. And see, Satan, never, I, I just couldn't really get it. The name, it name even, of it doesn't
2: sound appealing. It's too close to you-know-who, and I just don't sound good to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. And to-
1: tofu, I used to do the tofu with... Um, the amino acids that's gluten, because I'm gluten free. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I have to. And But I got, I had breast cancer twice. And then the second time they found out it was estrogen receptive positive. So, Gosh. and both times before surgery, I had had, a, I went to that restaurant and they had a lot of tofu and a lot mm-hmm. of the soy sauce has soy. So, oh, okay. I just went on it. Watch out for soybeans, make them organic. Yes. because our soybeans yes. now. They just have the GMOs. But sure. great job. Sure. And I took a lot of notes, and I really needed this class, So thank you, Haley.
2: Thank, yeah, thanks for being here. And I just wanted to remind you guys, um, I was saying before the call started, I just this morning I spoke to the essential oil vet, um, Janet Rourke, and she's very excited about joining us next Monday. So if you're interested in how you can use essential oils with your animals and do it safely and naturally, I would love to have you join us and come with your questions because she's prepared to answer those she's going to share recipes and different things. And I I just am really grateful that you guys decide to spend part of your Monday with me. It means a lot. I don't by any means claim to have all of the answers, but I know that if I don't, there's people like you guys that do. And so we're just all in this together and I appreciate you being here.